0: Well, good morning, North Goodland Baptist Church. Thank you so much for uh, tuning in here, guys. I uh, really appreciate you jumping on here and uh, tuning in for our service this morning and uh, looking forward to what God has for us today. Uh, it is a beautiful day outside. It's been a beautiful weekend and uh, I'm quite sure that's going to continue. So um, looking forward to what God has for us. And so good morning to everybody as they're getting on here. Um, Not going to be able to go through all the names, but it's so good to see people jumping on, tuning in. Um, Good morning to Dee and to Barb, to Will, um, to anyone else that I missed. Good morning, Sue. Good morning. And uh, hopefully you guys are enjoying the beautiful weather, Uh, getting outside. um, I know it's not too often in November that uh, doing a service like this and you can hear, or I can hear, my neighbor's lawnmower going. And so that's not too common usually in November, uh, maybe more like a snowblower, but not so much a lawnmower. So, um, but we do hope you guys are having a great weekend. So I do want to open up with a few announcements in just a few minutes. Once everybody else gets on here, we'll let people get a little more time. So uh, hopefully you guys, again, are having a good morning. Uh, Got some breakfast, some coffee, those kind of things going on. So we'll give people just a few more minutes to get on here and then we'll, we'll get started with some announcements. So. Good morning, Kathy. Thanks for tuning in. Hopefully you guys are all doing well as far as with health and all those things. Um, I know it's just kind of seems like uh, this COVID thing is hitting everybody uh, in our community right around this time. And so uh, we've heard of a few more people, obviously, that maybe you know. I know you hear about it every day on the news, uh, different people that are uh, coming down with it. So uh, it's something our community is really dealing with. So hopefully you guys are doing well with your health, hopefully everyone's staying healthy and all that. We'll give just a couple more, maybe another minute or so, let let people get on here before we jump into our announcements. If you have a Bible and you want to go ahead and turn there, you can go to Philippians chapter 3. Philippians chapter 3, we're going to go to a verse in just a minute to get started. And so, if you want to go ahead and turn there you can. I'm tempted to ask William what he had for breakfast this morning. I know last week that uh, brisket stuff looked pretty good pretty good. <clears throat> I'm sure it was something, you know, homemade, exotic type dish. William usually is pretty good for those things. Maybe like bear or something. I don't know. But yeah, we'll let everyone get a few more people on here. Uh, really excited about what God is doing. And so I want to share some things with you this morning. Um, So we'll give people just a little bit longer. So uh, we are excited. uh, Probably excited is an underestimate or understatement. We are very excited to uh, be joining back together. Next Sunday, we are going to be uh, getting back together for our physical gathering. Uh, We are meeting in the building, and so we are so excited to uh, gather together in person uh, at church next Sunday morning, and we'll be back to normal following that. So we are going to be doing uh, Sunday morning, Sunday night, Tuesday night, Wednesday night, uh, getting back to normal uh, and we are so pumped about that. I, I really cannot wait. It has been uh, the most difficult part, I guess I would say about uh, this little break that we 're taking from church is just not getting being or not being able to see everyone, not being able to interact and just uh, talk to everyone and just see everyone and uh, and so i 'm really excited for next sunday um, can 't wait to see how God is going to move, and I want to encourage you if you know someone that is Uh, Looking for a church looking for a local place to worship and to celebrate Christ to get into God's Word and to grow and to serve Man invite them out. Let them know that we would love to have them uh, next Sunday morning 10 30 a.m Obviously if there's anyone watching this right now that you know You're you're concerned about what's going on and and you feel like maybe the best thing for you or your family is to stay home for a little bit longer to really just kind of wait a little bit longer to see how things go before you uh, Come back physically into the building Uh, We totally understand that. We completely understand and support that decision. And we would encourage you to continue to be in God's Word daily, obviously, as we all should be. And then also to be tuning in um, online. You can also get uh, the sermons, uh, the audio of those sermons on the app and the website uh, as well. So hopefully you're still going to be doing that. And uh, connecting with people that way. So, uh, but for those that are interested in gathering together physically, next Sunday morning, ten thirty a.m. Do not miss it. We're going to be excited to join together and to worship and to have time of praise and song and all of those great things. And so, um, as far as announcements go, let me just give a couple things before we get into the message this morning. Um, next Sunday, as well, being the fifteenth, uh, Operation uh, or the. Uh, shoebox, the Christmas Child, the Operation Christmas Child shoeboxes are due. Um, I knew I'd get that out sooner or later. Uh, They're going to be due next Sunday, and so please bring those in uh, by Sunday night. If you want to bring them in early, uh, you can. You can drop them off at the church there. That little green box outside the one door, you can drop them right in there. We'll make sure we get those into the building. And uh, again, somebody will be up there this week. Um, Also want to let you know if you are participating in the uh, student ministry fruit baskets, uh, we want to encourage you to bring all your stuff in on Sunday. Uh, technically they don't need it until the the 18th, which I think is the Wednesday, but we would encourage if you can bring it in Sunday, that would give pastor Greg enough time to be able to look through everything and to see what he would need to get uh, during the week. And so, uh, if you're interested in that, if even if you haven't signed up or anything, obviously with us going online, uh, please drop that off to the church either before uh, Sunday or on Sunday, the 15th. All right. And if you're going to bring something on Wednesday, uh, just let pastor Greg know maybe or myself, and we'll pass it on to him. So we got shoe boxes due on the 15th. Uh, fruit basket stuff is going to be due on the 15th. Again, technically the 18th. But if you can get it in early, that's always better. Um, and then also want to let you know, um, we're going to be doing communion, I believe two Sundays from now. And so in two Sundays, we're going to be doing communion at the church, um, just gathering together, a chance to really just worship and be uh, able to just kind of remember what Christ did for us and celebrate all that he's done for us and join together as a body of Christ in communion. So please don't miss that. So again, that's in a couple Sundays here. And then I also want to let you know uh, on the 15th in the evening service, uh, we're going to be doing a review of uh, Romans. We went through the book of Romans uh, for many weeks, and so we finished it up here a couple weeks ago. Uh, So Sunday the 15th in the evening service, we are going to do kind of a review. Um, It's really going to be kind of of the whole book. Uh, Primarily the, the second half of the review is going to be about the last eight chapters, but We're going to kind of review a bunch of things there in the beginning eight chapters. And so if you weren't a part of that study, or maybe only came to a few, um, don't feel like you can't come. Uh, It's going to be a fun thing that we're going to do. We're going to use Kahoot and kind of make a big game out of it and let people kind of play on teams and things like that. It's just going to be a lot of fun. So a great way to uh, review uh, through the Book of Romans. And uh, so I hope you would join us for that. Again, Sunday the 15th in the evening service, we're going to be doing that. So, um, all right, well... Good morning to all those that have tuned in uh, since I've been doing the announcements here and sharing some things. Um, thank you so much for your time this morning. We do pray that God will bless and encourage you as we get into his word. Um, I believe that's really all the announcements I wanted to share, but I do want to let you know as well, um, if you would like to give your offering, uh, since we're not gathering physically, uh, you can actually do that online. If you're already doing it online, then this is no different for you, but you can go on our app um, at North Goodland BC in your app store or you can go on the website, northgoodland.org. you can give right through either of those platforms, and uh, it's it's super easy to give if you've never done online giving before. Uh, I think it literally takes something like 15 seconds to give, to, to get everything taken care of and send out your gift. Um, if you would like to, you can set it up online to be recurring, where it can actually come out every single week, every every other week, once a month, whatever you're comfortable with, you can actually do that. And so, or if you would like to, Uh, Just send that offering right to the church. Uh, If you still want to send in your envelope or your check or whatever, um, you can actually mail that right to the church. And uh, like I said, somebody will be in the office this week. We'll be able to get it processed that way as well. So however you would like to give, uh, I'm so thankful for every single gift that you give that you've supported this ministry with. And remember, it's not just about the ministry of North Goodland in Goodland Township or in Emily City. It's about what God is doing through the missions of North Goodland all over the world. And so later today, uh, maybe here after lunch, I want to share a video right here on the church page of uh, a story uh, of a missionary who serves with uh, new tribes, Ethnos 360, our tribal missions uh, agency that we support. Uh, We don't support this individual missionary directly, um, but we support Ethnos 360, the Tech Center, as well as some other missionaries. And what we support in the Tech Center allows these missionaries to go overseas and the story you're going to hear later today is from a missionary that serves in papua new guinea and he's going to be sharing just an amazing testimony of an individual that came to know christ and you're going to hear some of the details of that story and i don't want to spoil it but you want to stay tuned later today here on facebook i'm going to be sharing that um and you get to hear kind of how indirectly, but yet directly, we're supporting missions work like this so that people are coming to know Christ all over the world. And so I can't wait to share that with you guys um, and encourage you with that. It's going to be great. I I saw the video yesterday uh, through a friend of mine's Facebook page. And, uh, I was like, Hey, is it okay if I share this with our church page? And he of course was excited for that. So, um, so yeah, so we'll be letting you guys know more about that. Um, again, good morning to all those that are on now. Um, good morning to Judy and Nikki Hodges. It's so great to have you guys tuning in, praying for you guys. So thankful for you. Love you guys and appreciate you and praying that you are feeling better and better every single day. So real quick, uh, just so you guys know how we're doing too. Uh, we feel fine as far as symptoms. No other symptoms. No sickness really here. Um, I've not had any symptoms. Uh, uh, Josiah and Anthony are are doing great. Um, Sandra's feeling fine. Um, she's actually um, free and clear. She's been free and clear now for a while, and so. Um, but she's excited to be able to get back to work and all those kind of things. And so, um, but yeah, we're it's, we're doing good. Everyone's feeling fine. So just just so you know that uh, we're doing great. So looking forward to getting back to normal here uh, in the next week or so. But all right, Philippians chapter 3 and verse 20. If you haven't turned there already, please go ahead and do so. And then we're going to go ahead and open with a word of prayer in just a minute here. So Philippians chapter 3 and verse 20. All right. Well, let's go ahead and pray and we'll ask God to be with our time this morning. Father, we thank you so much for this morning We thank you for your grace and love in our lives. Lord, we know that as we gather together as the body of Christ, that you will open up your word to us, that you will enlighten our minds to what you have for us. Father, we come as imperfect people that need the grace and mercy of a Savior, and we thank you for extending that mercy and grace to us. We pray, Father, that we would just lift you up this morning. We pray that our hearts and minds would be directed towards you and you alone, and that you would be glorified in all that is said and done. Lord, again, bless those who have tuned in today. Bless those who are listening to this at a later time. And I pray, Father, that again, you would just open up our hearts and minds to you. Lord, if there's anyone listening this morning or that will be listening at some later point that does not know Christ as a Lord and personal Savior, I pray that it's only you can, that you would open their hearts and minds, that you would convict them of their sin, show them there was a way of righteousness, a way of forgiveness and, and mercy and redemption, that we would know that we all need a Savior, we all need grace, There is none righteous, no, not one. None of us are perfect. Uh, We've all fallen short of the glory of God. But praise God that you sent your Son, the Lord Jesus Christ, to die on a cross for our sins, to be buried, and to rise again, that we might, by faith and receiving that gift of salvation, have eternal life. Thank you, Father, for making it not about us, but making it all about you. And I pray that we would remember that today as we continue to go forward. We love you, Lord, and we ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, so this morning, uh, we're going to be talking about whatever comes next whatever comes next. And uh, a lot of you watch the news, you kind of see what's going on here, uh, but I want to let you know that whatever comes next, uh, we're going to be just fine. We're going to be just fine. And so uh, a quote that I want to open up with this morning is, uh, Jesus is more concerned with who rules over you spiritually than who rules over you politically. Jesus is more concerned with who rules over you spiritually than who rules over you politically. Uh, We said that statement back on August 2nd in our Conversations with God series when we asked the question, what would God say about politics? And so that statement is just as true today as it was on August 2nd when we made that clear that Jesus is more concerned about who rules over you spiritually than who rules over you politically. Now, I understand that the day and age we live, um, and and believers all over the world have been battling this for a long time, but especially for us in the day and age we live, uh, there are concerns, there are people that are um, concerned about what's going on, concerned about things around us, concerned about culture, concerned about policies that may or may not get passed, about how that may or may not affect the church. Uh, lots of concerns. And I understand why believers are concerned. I understand why believers uh, want to be aware. And I want to make sure that we're doing all we can do to utilize our freedoms to, to express our Christian values. And I understand that. And there's nothing wrong with that. I completely support that. But I want to be clear here that we live in a fallen world. And we live in a fallen world with fallen man. And this world is not perfect. And this world is not uh, our, our home. This world is not our final destination, if you will. And when we, we live in a fallen world with fallen man, whoever, speaking specific, specifically to this last week, whoever wins this election, which I know they're saying they've already determined a winner, but you know, obviously this will continue for probably a while before there's actually a definitive you know, final answer on this. But whoever wins, whoever's sitting in that White House is not going to do what only God can do. Whoever finally is declared the winner and whatever that looks like and however it washes out, whoever is sitting in that White House for the next four years is not able to do what only God can do. And what can only God do? Only God can bring about the salvation of our souls and only God can restore. I mean, fully restore. Only God can do those things. Only God can save us. And he's offered that to us through the gift of Jesus Christ and the gospel. You see, only Christ saves and only his church is called to be the catalyst of spiritual awakening in the world. It is not the government that is called to spiritually awaken the people of this world with the message of the gospel. It is the church, it is the body of Jesus Christ that has been commissioned and equipped by the indwelling of the Holy Spirit through the power of the word of God, by faith, through grace, to go into this world and to be the catalyst of spiritual awakening in the world today. It's the message of the gospel that saves, that redeems, that restores. It's the gospel that brings true healing. It's not a political leader or a governmental leader. It's it's the gospel of Jesus Christ. The truth is, the church has existed for over 2,000 years, and its greatest expansion came under the oppressive rule of the Roman Empire. In church history, the greatest expansion of the church came under one of the most oppressive and persecuting governments of the Christian faith. We need to realize that the changes that may take place under one government or another, under one leader or another, one party or another, those changes that may take place in our country will not stop the spread of the gospel. That's the thing we have to realize. No matter who's sitting in the White House, it will not stop. God's plan. It will not stop the gospel, and so I know many of you uh, have expressed that you are at peace, you have a rest, you're not worried, you're not concerned, and that's awesome. That's awesome that you've trusted in Christ to that degree. Some of us may be a little more concerned. Some of us maybe we were concerned and then you know we weren't as concerned and now we're concerned again, and we're kind of all over the place. No matter where we find ourselves, if we are a follower of Christ, we can trust that He is with us and we are with Him. And I want to look at this verse in Philippians chapter 3, because I know that many of us are thinking more in the moment, but I think what we're talking about today can really be applied to any time in our life, Uh, not just with the elections and COVID and whatever else, but just everyday living, we can speak to these things. Uh, So Philippians chapter 3 and verse 20, simple verse here, it says this, For our conversation is in heaven, from whence also we look for the Savior, The Lord Jesus Christ says here, I'll read it again for our conversation is in heaven from whence also we look for the savior, the Lord Jesus Christ. The apostle Paul makes a statement that directly affects how we view times like these among many other times in our lives as believers. See, here's the truth. And if you get nothing else out of this, I hope maybe you're taking notes. Maybe you would jot this down. You guys know my statistic on this, right? 98% of people who take notes in church, that includes online, go to heaven, right? So we want to write that down. We want to take down some notes. For anyone listening for the first time, I'm just kidding. That that has nothing to do with how you get to heaven. But anyway, um, Philippians chapter 3 verse 20, Paul gives us a statement that directly affects how we view times like these and any other times of concern or confusion or just, just unsettledness maybe that we might experience in this life. And here's the truth we can endure whatever comes in this life because we are citizens of heaven. We can endure whatever comes next in this life because we're citizens of heaven. As I said before, the world is not our permanent residence. This world is not our permanent residence. Uh, In Christ, because he has saved us, we are made new and given a new home in heaven. We see everything through the lens of Quote, just passing through. Everything we see around us, we have this mindset that, yes, we have to deal with it. We have to live in it. I understand that. We're, we're in the world. We're not of the world. I get that. But everything we see in this life, we see through a lens of, I'm just kind of passing through. This is not my permanent residence. The word conversation here in the King James means literally the commonwealth of citizens, commonwealth citizens. The original Greek word is only used here in this verse uh, for the King James and has a root word of the idea of to be a citizen. So this idea of conversation, it means a commonwealth of of citizens. It literally kind of breaks down to or comes from the idea of to be a citizen. And so what's Paul saying here in chapter three, verse 20, for our citizenship is in heaven. We are citizens of Of heaven. No matter what government we are under, our King remains the same. Now, I don't know about you, but I need to remind myself of that. No matter what government we are under, and this is true not just for us in America, but our brothers and sisters overseas, no matter what government we are under, our King remains the same. We are citizens of His kingdom. We're citizens of His kingdom. You see, we are, because we are citizens of heaven, we are Christ's ambassadors. So 2 Corinthians, I want to go over there just real quick. 2 Corinthians chapter 5. 2 Corinthians chapter 5 and verse 18. Now, 2 Corinthians 5, 17 is a real popular passage. Uh, many of us have read that. It talks about the beauty uh, in new creation, that when we receive Christ, we become a new creation. Uh, the old things are kind of passed away. All things are become new. It's this newness of life that Paul also speaks about in Romans chapter 6. Um, that when we receive Christ, everything is new. We're a new creature. We have a new mind, a new heart. We still battle the flesh, but there's this newness of life that we can enjoy and realize that God is making us new. We are new and we're being made into the image of Christ. But look at verse 18. And all things are of God, who hath reconciled us to himself by Jesus Christ and hath given to us the ministry of reconciliation, to wit, that God was in Christ, reconciling the world unto himself, Not imputing their trespasses unto them, and hath committed unto us the word of reconciliation. Now then, we are ambassadors for Christ, as though God did beseech you by us, we pray, you in Christ's stead, be reconciled to God. So what's Paul saying here? Paul's saying, listen, because you've received the word of reconciliation, you've been reconciled to God. It wasn't it wasn't God that had to change, we had to be forgiven of our sin. The Bible says that, that we were in our sin, we were distant from God, we were separated from God. And so God sent Christ and he brought a message of reconciliation. And when we receive that message of, of hope in the gospel, and receive the forgiveness of sins, now we're reconciled to God, we're one with the Father. And then out of that oneness comes this calling that he has on our lives to be ambassadors. And what are we speaking to the people of this world? What are we sharing of our King? Well, here's the message of Reconciliation. Here's how you can know uh, hope and eternal life and salvation, and how you can be forgiven of your sins. You see, while we're in this world, we are sent by Christ to represent Christ and his kingdom. So while we're in this world, we're sent by Christ because we're in Christ. Remember, we're citizens of heaven. We're sent by Christ to be an ambassador of Christ with the message of his kingdom. You see, as ambassadors of Christ, we are first entrusted with the gospel. And if you're taking notes, you can jot this down. 1 Thessalonians two four. We are entrusted with the gospel. We've received it. He's given it to us. And now it's our message. It's what we're called to share with those around us. And I understand we share a lot of things in this world. We share passions and hobbies and interests, and that's all good and fine. But as ambassadors, we have a, a calling over our lives to make the gospel known. We've been entrusted with the gospel we 've also been called or asked as ambassadors to represent another kingdom or representing his kingdom. This is not just true in how we live our lives, but how we speak how we how we get caught up in things of this world or how we 're able to understand that yeah i don 't like this or that in our world i don 't like this or that that 's going on around me, but you know what i 'm not of that kingdom i 'm of a different kingdom i 'm representing the kingdom of Christ and how I live in in The level at which I get afraid of something or the fear that I have towards something that represents what kingdom am I really trusting in? Am I trusting in this earthly kingdom or am I trusting in the heavenly kingdom that I'm a citizen of? I'm already in Christ, a citizen of his kingdom. So we're entrusted with the gospel. We're representing another kingdom and we're called to take the message of our king to the end of the world. Acts chapter 1 and verse 8. So entrusted with the gospel, 1 Thessalonians 2.4 representing another kingdom, John chapter 18, verse 36, and then to take the message of our king to the end of the world, Acts chapter 1, verse 8. We're called to be his witness. You see, we prayerfully use this life to effect Christ-like change in this world. However, we don't rise and fall based on what happens in this world. We stand on the sure foundation of Christ our king. We don't rise and fall Based on what happens in the world around us. We stand sure and firm on the foundation that is our king. So we can endure whatever comes. In this life, because we are citizens of heaven. This doesn't just mean in this season or that season or this issue or that situation. It's any moment of any point of a day, any point of a month or a week or a year, we can stand sure on the foundation of our King and say, No, I'm in Christ. I am one with the Father through Christ. I am a citizen of heaven. I am His ambassador. And so I'm not going to get discouraged and distracted and consumed by all this other stuff going around me because my eyes are focused on his kingdom. And so we can endure whatever comes in this life because we are citizens of heaven. But also we can rejoice in all circumstances. We can rejoice in all circumstances. Let's go to first Peter. So first Peter, towards the back of the New Testament here, first Peter chapter 4. First Peter chapter 4. And I pray that you have a copy of God's word with you. I pray that you are Uh, If you're not able to do it now, maybe uh, later on you'll be able to get into God's Word and look these verses up for yourself. Remember, it's not... My ideas or my opinions that change anything, that make any difference. It's the Word of God that transforms our lives. It's the Word of God that gives us encouragement and hope beyond our understanding. And so I pray that we're getting into God's Word, not just during a time like this on a Sunday morning or a Sunday night, but prayerfully every single day. We're trying to carve out time where we can spend with God. Um, Again, not legalistically, not to just check the box, but to really get into the Word of God to just grow in that relationship, which is really what it's all about. And let me just encourage you real quick, if you struggle in that way, if you find yourself, just like you have a desire, but you just can't seem to put it in action, then just start small. Uh, just start maybe five minutes a day or maybe 10 minutes every other day and just set it in your phone. Set a reminder to just kind of notify you to say, you know I want to spend time with God today. Maybe you just spend five minutes in prayer and five minutes in reading. And that's how you start. Then just start. Stop beating yourself up for yesterday, right? We all mess it up. We all, we all miss it. But if you just start small, start where you are. And then just build from that. You'll be amazed what God can do a year from now and how God can change your life. And so, but let's make sure we're getting into God's word. All right. So first Peter chapter four and verse 12, here's what Peter says. And this idea of rejoicing in all circumstances. First Peter four twelve, beloved, think it not strange concerning the fiery trials which is to try you, as though some strange thing happened unto you. He's saying, hey, don't be surprised when trials come against the believer. We can't be surprised or act like it's just some strange unknown thing that's happening. He says, don't be caught off guard by that. Verse fourteen. Uh, if reproached for the name of Christ, happy are you, for the spirit of glory and of God resteth upon you. And their part he is evil spoken of, but your part he is glorified. But let none of you suffer as a murderer or as a thief or as an evildoer or as a busybody or an other man's matters. And so he's going on, he's comparing these things. He's saying, listen, don't, don't get caught up in that. He says, if you are approached for the sake of Christ, be happy and joyful. Verse 13, and here's the key. But rejoice in as much as you are partakers of Christ's suffering. That when his glory shall be revealed, you may be glad also with exceeding joy. And then he goes into verse 14, talks about if we're reproached for the name of Christ, we're happy and, and joyful because we're suffering for Christ. We're standing for the things of Christ. Verse 16, he's talking about this idea that if I suffer as an evildoer, if I'm just you know, being tried and punished because I did something wrong, that's different than if I'm living for Christ and persecution and trials come against me. But the key is verse 13. But rejoice in as much as you are partakers of Christ's sufferings, that when his glory shall be revealed, you may be glad also with exceeding joy. And so what's Peter's point here. What's he getting at? Uh, We can rejoice in all circumstances. We can endure whatever comes in this life because we can rejoice in all circumstances. It's more than getting through difficult situations. It's more than just getting through difficult situations that we come up against in this life. It's about enduring with joy. Uh, We can rejoice, or as it literally reads, be constantly rejoicing. And that's crazy to think about, to constantly rejoice. I don't know about you. I'll just be honest. I don't do that. I don't. I don't constantly rejoice. Uh, I know I'm weak in this area. I know I get distracted by frustrating situations. I may find myself in. I let sometimes things around me um, get me upset, right, and get me kind of or down, and I'm like, oh, I'm kind of bummed, or I'm, you know, I'm kind of like a roller coaster. I'm just all over the place. But Peter's encouragement to the church is be constantly rejoicing, not not always happy, not always smiling, right, not always cheery but rejoicing. And how can I do that? How can I constantly rejoice? Uh, It sounds impossible. It really does. It sounds impossible, but it's more than possible in Christ. In fact, Peter mentions the idea of joy in one form or another four times in verses 13 and 14. Peter mentions joy in one form or another four times in just verses 13 and 14 alone. This idea is so foreign to the world around us as well. How could the various types of difficult situations and circumstances in the believer's life produce joy? One commentator said this, and I love this. Warren Worsby says in his commentary on this passage, the world cannot understand how difficult circumstances can produce exceeding joy because the world has never experienced the grace of God. And I think that's so true. The world cannot understand how difficult circumstances can produce Uh, exceeding joy because the world has never experienced the grace of God As as a follower of Christ. You've experienced the grace of God. You've been redeemed and saved by God's grace. He's, he's removed your sin. He's called you a son or daughter. He has declared that your sin is forgiven and you will be with him in heaven forever. We're citizens of his kingdom based on what Christ did for us alone. And so because of that, no matter what circumstance comes in my life, I can see it as an opportunity to declare Christ as his ambassador or to grow in Christ in patience. Because if Christ suffered for me in the way that he did by going to the cross, then the least I can do is go through the momentary trials of this life to represent him and to honor him and to glorify him and to make him known and so here peter saying listen there's gonna be some fiery trials that come against you there's gonna be some persecutions that come against you just because you're a follower of christ This isn't necessarily just political, right? Or in other countries, different things that people have gone through. Uh, This could be something simple. This could be just merely losing a friendship because you chose to stand for Christ and someone didn't like that. Uh, This could mean uh, losing a position at work because you refused to compromise your Christian values and didn't want to lie or cheat something. And so therefore you didn't get ahead like someone else who maybe did. This could be something as simple as merely being isolated because you chose to stand up and speak truth and love and people didn't wanna receive it. And so it comes in all forms and it's not that we're better than anyone. It's not that I'm better than someone else because I happen to stand on these Christian values. It's we've received grace, we've received mercy. And as an overflow of that, we desire to please him in all these things. And, And the Bible is clear. Jesus told his disciples that the world hated him. So the world's gonna hate us, not the people of the world, but the world system, the way the world thinks the way that the world is driven in different motivations and things and so we have to be aware of that we can't be like oh i don't know what's happening why is all this going on why are we being attacked why are we being persecuted in whatever way it might be and it's not that we live as like this victim mentality it's just we understand this is just part of being a follower of christ in a fallen world our own flesh attacks us and persecutes us, and we try to do what 's right according to god 's word and so we shouldn 't be surprised by this, but no matter what comes, we can rejoice. We can constantly rejoice why because we 're in christ we 're his citizen or we 're a citizen of his kingdom, and so therefore we can rejoice also not only uh, can we rejoice in all circumstances uh, and understand that that 's more than just getting through difficult circumstances, we can also understand that rejoicing in all circumstances is evidence of abiding in Christ. John chapter 15. I'm going to go there real quick. John chapter 15 and verse 11. So John chapter 15 and verse 11. Jesus says this, John chapter 15, verse 11. These things have I spoken unto you. And all these things about, that he's saying there, you can read the whole passage, but it's about abiding in Christ. It's about uh, making sure that we're connected to the vine. We're, we're growing in the vine. We're just allowing him to work in and through our lives. We're we're connected to him. We're abiding in him. He says, these things have I spoken unto you that my joy might be, or my joy might remain in you and that your joy might be full. So here's what Jesus is saying in John 15. He's saying, listen, I've told you all of this about abiding in me so that my joy will be in you and that your joy might be full. And so as I'm deciding to make the decision to constantly rejoice in no matter what circumstance I find myself, not only is it giving me the ability to not just get through, but to endure with Christ-likeness. It's not just, I just got to get through this next week or get through the next couple of days. That is not how the Christian is called to live. We're called to endure with great patience, yes, but with Christ-likeness, to keep our eyes on him and to realize he's doing something as an ambassador of Christ, We're called to make a difference in this world through Christ by giving the message of the gospel. So we're not just getting through, but as we're rejoicing and constantly rejoicing, it's also evidence of abiding. As I'm choosing to constantly rejoice, again, as God is working in me in my limitations and my weakness, it's evidence that I'm abiding in Christ. Uh, When we abide in Christ as his words abide in us, our joy will be full. Circumstances don't get perfect. Not everything's going to get fixed. You're not going to necessarily get this or that promotion or this or that raise. It's not what we're saying here. We're saying that our joy in Christ will be full no matter the circumstance, no matter the situation. And when we choose to abide in Christ, or will we abide in self? Or we choose to abide in Christ, or we choose to abide in self? Or will you abide in your circumstances? When things are good, you're good and you're joyful. When things are bad, you're not so good. You're not so joyful. Christ was sharing this message of abiding in John 15 with his disciples, Uh, these men would desperately need to know the power that comes from abiding in Christ and not ourselves or the things that go on around us. When you read the book of Acts, you find out pretty quickly these disciples were faced with some great persecution, some great trials, and really honestly, some of the most challenging times of their life, and even some lost their life. Um, even in the book of Acts, you read of those that actually lost their life. And, And the disciples would all die a martyr's death, except for John, who ended up being isolated on the island of Patmos, but yet still suffered that because he was a follower of Christ. And so these disciples are going to go through some very challenging, difficult, man, crazy times. So how did Christ prepare them for that? Well, first, he obviously saves them and gives them the Holy Spirit, which strengthens them to be able to be equipped to do what God's called them to do no matter what. But he also trains them and teaches them with messages like this when he says, you need to abide in Christ. You need to abide in the truth of Christ and his word. Why? So that when you go through these difficult times, you're prepared and you're ready. And that's how your joy will be full, even in difficult situations. So what was the encouragement that Christ gave his disciples before they began this journey? Abide in in christ so how do i just not get through but how do i actually rejoice constantly in the things i go through i abide in christ and when i'm abiding in christ my joy would be full Uh, we are we are blessed as followers of christ to have a peace in christ that supersedes anything this world throws at us we have one king in christ and we are his ambassadors and so listen whatever comes next And I'm not just talking about politics, whatever comes next in your life, whatever season you're in, whatever's going on in that relationship, whatever's going on at work, whatever's going on in your own life with a battle that you're maybe facing, whatever comes next, we can endure in Christ and not just get through, but we can constantly rejoice. Why? Because we are citizens of his kingdom. We are his ambassadors and we already have our home in heaven through Christ. And so we don't need to fear what comes next. And so, whatever comes next, we're going to trust and we're going to endure in Christ because we can get through or we can do more than just get through. We can endure. We can keep our eyes on Christ and He will strengthen us and we'll find our joy actually full. And so, how do we live as ambassadors for Christ in a world that has fallen? We choose joy over fear. We choose to put our faith and trust in Christ. We share the message of the gospel and we live in a way that honors Him. And when we fall and we fail, and we blow it, which we will because we're human beings. We call out to him. We receive his grace. We, we ask for the renewal of our faith. We get up by his grace through faith and we move on. We don't let the enemy keep us down. We don't let things in this world hold us back. And we don't doubt his goodness because he's already proven his goodness to us through the cross of Jesus Christ. He doesn't have to prove his goodness. He's already done that. And so let's stay focused on him this morning. I want to encourage you guys. Thank you so much for tuning in today. Um, I do pray. Uh, that, that this has been encouraging to you. Uh, as I said before, I know for some of you, uh, you're having the best week of your life. Things are going great. Some of you are having a horrible week. I don't know where you're at, but God does. And so whatever comes next, whatever comes next for you in your situation, you can endure in Christ-likeness and not just get through but have joy and your joy can be full. Let's abide in Christ this week. Let's watch him do great things and let's continue to keep our eyes on him. So thank you so much for tuning in today. If you have anything you would like to pray for you about, please comment below or you can actually just email us or send us a message. We'd love to be praying for you, but let's do this. Let's dismiss our time in a word of prayer and ask God to go with us today and this week. Father, we thank you for the truth of abiding in you. We thank you that no matter what we go through, that we're not surprised or taken off guard by the trying fires that we go through, but we can trust and know that you are with us. Father, I thank you for your grace and your peace that you give to us in salvation, that we can trust in you. I pray that as your ambassadors in this world, as citizens of your kingdom, we will go forth and make you known. Father, I know that there are some who are concerned, some who are frustrated. There are others who are going through difficult situations, Lord, that have nothing to do with what's going on in our country. Uh, Father, I pray that wherever we find ourselves, whatever comes next, that we'd keep our eyes on you. We love you, Lord. And we thank you for this opportunity to gather together. Bless now today and the rest of this week as we go forth to make you known. We love you, Lord. We ask this in Jesus' name, amen. All right, guys. Well, God bless you guys so much. Thank you so much for tuning in today. Don't forget, next Sunday, back at the building, we're so excited to gather together and we pray that you would join us. All right, have a great day, guys. Enjoy that weather, and we'll see you real soon.